Welcome back to Fright Central. I'm Doc, back here again with Keck. How's it going, buddy? It's going, man. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, sorry we didn't get a chance to do another uh, cast before uh, Halloween happened. but uh... <laughs> Yeah, man, there's a lot of people that probably lost sleep over that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I only got a chance to do like one haunt, too, this past Halloween. I mean, I watched a bunch of horror movies. Uh, then uh, we went trick or treating. Well, not really, but we went to an area where, where kids were trick or treating. So yeah, uh, it was it was fun just watching them run around and shit. And I, I was sort of in the know. spirit. I, I mean, I was sort of in the spirit. I went on like a um a little bit of like a horror video game kick. Like, well, we're gonna do a video game cast at some point. We didn't say we're gonna do it for like a year, but we haven't done it. But um. I was sort of getting, like, in the spirit. I started playing, um, I got a uh, VR headset for my birthday, and I started playing Resident Evil 8 in virtual reality, and I have never, I have never experienced anything like that. I haven't, like, done the new VR stuff in, like, forever, and, uh, it was, um, it was uh, really, really intense. Like, um, the head vampire lady, like, she was, like, just in your grill, bro. And, like, I could feel, like, bugs crawling on me and stuff that, like, certain, like, they really went all out when they, um, put, uh, put out the port for that game's virtual reality simulation. Like, I had never experienced anything like it. Like, I was fucking scared as shit. <laughs> like, it was really yeah, intense. And then I tried... On there. What's that? I've only played Resident Evil 4 on the VR and the, uh... The, the, the remake of Resident Evil 4? Like, the new one that, like, just came oh, out, like, six yeah. months ago? VR one that came out last year. Oh, you were telling me, but I have no idea. I don't know what that is. I don't, I've they never. A VR version of Resident Evil 4 that they put out last year. Yeah, I don't know anything really about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, then I've only played like the Walking Dead. Uh, so one. That, this, that wait, hold on. So this was Resident Evil 4 VR. So the remake that just came out six months ago, you were playing the VR version of that? No, not of the remake, of the original. Of the... Uh, huh. The original Resident Evil 4? Yes. They turned it into a VR game. And it's and, and it's not of like using the remade graphical technology that they just did. They did no, the original they, graphics, so it's like lower resolution graphics, like the GameCube game. No, they made a VR version of Resident Evil Four. The they remake. It's not a port. It's it's the new version. Of a VR Resident Evil game. Yeah, so it's it just came out like six months ago. No, it came out a year ago. It came out before the remake came out. The VR, okay, not, so you're saying the VR. It's not a port. 
of of that game. It's a new game that's Resident Evil 4, but in VR. So it's called Resident Evil 4 VR. It's a totally separate yeah. thing. For Okay, all right. That's all you needed to say. So this uh, is like I'm a... All right, because I Resident Evil Four, v, the VR version, the mode, that's just set to release. So a lot of people have been talking about that. And then Resident Evil Four, the remake, came out recently, and you know the VR version it's is on its way out of Resident Evil Four, the remake, um, which is basically just the GameCube game that is, you know, remade with, like, today's graphics and, you know, beautiful. So you're talking about something that came out, like, a year ago that's called Resident Evil 4, and it's just a virtual reality thing. It's yeah. It has, like, affiliation with the video game, but, like, yeah, this one was just yeah. for VR. Just for okay, VR, yes. I get that. All right, I, I wasn't sure when you had said it before because it's very confusing. Like when you say Resident Evil Four VR, I'm thinking of the Resident Evil Four that everybody's real pumped about right now. That's out in virtual reality, so it's it can be confusing. Um, well, no, because there's a newer <laughs> Resident Evil game that's out in for VR. It's I don't think it's Resident Evil Four. That that the Resident Evil Four remake is just for consoles. Yeah, it's well, it's for consoles and PC, and it's coming out in VR very soon. So oh. that, that's why I was, you know, there's a lot of like Resident Evil 4s, like you're talking about like a totally separate thing. It was like throwing me off because this one's been out for, I think, about six months, and the VR version is set to release sometime in. I think it's like five months, five or six months. I think they said it would be out before the summer of 2024. Um, not 100% on my dates there, so I could be wrong. But, well, that's cool. And uh, you said you were playing something else. Or I was also playing a game. Um, I was playing it on the Xbox Series X. It's available on Game Pass. It's called Amnesia the Bunker. That game is truly terrifying, and I was thinking, like, if I was going to play this game in VR, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Like, it's just, it's too many jump scares. Like, I could see myself having a fucking heart attack or something. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing to get into the spirit. I did that, and I watched um, Fall of the House of Usher, which was fantastic, and we're definitely going to be talking about very soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that was pretty much, like, my way of, like, getting in the Halloween spirit. I didn't do anything, like, crazy or, like, really dress up this year or anything like that. You said you only made one haunt and you did some other stuff, like you went out to, like, a bar party or something? No, it was more like just walking around, like, a neighborhood by friends in the marina and then we yeah. walked to a bar and, like, there, I mean, there was some people dressed up, but... uh I no, mean, like, like zombie crawls or anything like that this no, year. Not this year, because uh, uh, they didn't plan to do anything this past uh, Saturday. Because that's when normally everything happens. We didn't go out to the uh, West Hollywood parade this year. It's too much of a hassle. Yeah, uh, especially for Tuesday night. We all got work in the morning. Hasn't uh, it been like real warm out in LA too? Like, haven't yeah. you guys been like like the mid to high eighties or something like that? Been like low to mid eighties, yeah. Yeah, it's like fifty degrees in the morning, and then by like ten o'clock, it's like eighty degrees. Wow, that's uh, fucking insane. <laughs> 
but uh so saturday i i uh ended up just going to the cypress hills annual uh haunted hill uh show oh yeah that's uh, what you were telling me about they did black sunday front to back and then uh, how like, how did saturday. cypress hill age like i feel like you know them being like you know reckless fucking puffers back when they were like popular like when i remember them in like the 1990s like i feel like how did they like i feel like they would not age well uh, they, they aged really well because they're still fucking like rocking the stage fucking hard too really so, i was really surprised i was like dude for guys their age because i mean even onyx uh, played before them too and like they were fucking running around the fucking wait too like much. onyx who only has that one song that everybody knows yeah yeah gotcha yeah yeah uh um yeah they uh they fucking play. They rocked it, and then Cypress Hill fucking rocked it too. They play like a good like at least hour and a half, I would say. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, then, and then he was fucking huffing and puffing the whole fucking time, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, not like huffing it, but I mean, like he was running around the fucking stage like a fucking maniac. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's what I ended up doing because we didn't have any other Halloween plans. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go to this like it was a nice small venue so it was like down like towards the front too yeah that's what you said like like a like uh intimate evening with cypress hill on halloween just sounds yeah. real fucking strange to me but <laughs> hey if, if it was a good time you know that's awesome yeah um yeah and then uh that's that's pretty much all i got i mean i got some news uh for for us before we get into our uh, topic well, of tonight just before you get into news i have some news too about a story i heard i think it was out your way about like um a school halloween function where uh cannabis edibles got mixed in with like the children's candy and i know there was that i there was one confirmed case where one of the children ingested an edible, but I think they said a second one was, and they're not exactly sure how it happened. Like, they don't believe it was intentional, but like, you yeah. know, edibles are so prevalent and like the parents had them and somehow a couple of the parents' edibles got mixed in. And, you know, I, I just thought people should, you know, be aware of that, you know, that actually happened i think that's kind of awesome i mean it's terrible i mean you don't want that i just think it's funny that that scenario yeah. happened where you know you have your kids jimmy kimmel actually made a joke about the other night where he was like we have video of the kid that ate and it's like this cute little girl and she's like got her face covered in chocolate and she's dressed as a princess she's like i love chocolate <laughs> like i don't know it, it was funny but anyway getting to the real news uh well i don't have the real real news because uh unfortunately we are still dealing with the uh actor strike uh but it's it's from last thing i read they're close to kind of a deal uh hopefully it'll be uh resolved uh over the weekend but they've been going back and forth and like uh into the uh 
into the weekend as well last weekend. See, the interesting uh, thing is, is I don't hear anything about the right. Like people are so happy that the writers and like just normal, like late night TV is back. And like all the shows people like to watch, like are like back on. And like, I haven't heard any, I haven't even thought of the actor strike. So like, I'm just happy that like things are like semi normal again. But, um, what what is going on? You said that you believe that they're close to cutting a deal. Yeah, that's what I've been reading. Like, uh, like they're like on their one of their, you know, the last they like, they're just banging out some of the few like last items. Their their latest sticking point was AI still, uh, but everything else seems to be going the way. So it's just I like had heard something that something has been. Yeah, I had heard something about AI where. Um, I think the president was involved in it, right? Um, I know Joe Biden just recently um, put out an executive order. And, well, I'm not sure if I had heard about Joe Biden and AI, but you know what? Now that I say this, I think it might have been something to do with um, uh, foreign... uh, uh, American defense. I think it might have uh, actually been not about the actors. I think, um, you know, everybody's worried about like these other countries, like getting the upper hand on us with AI. And uh, I know the administration are trying to basically troubleshoot like uh, the whole AI race that we have now. So uh, I think I might be confusing like Joe Biden, like getting involved with the actor strike to him actually talking about like the competition between AI and China. But yeah, I, I could have sworn I heard involved. something about like some legislation that was passed. No lawmakers are involved yet. Like this is like like no. a legal thing that the actors are negotiating. There's been no like congressional action to like help past laws this is something that the actors are negotiating with individual studios yes okay so yeah that's that's the last sticking point was a uh, for ai protections uh i know like four of the big studio heads were actually like involved in the negotiations last and how does that work exactly like do all the studios come together like at like is it the actors against like individual studios or is it like all the studios so it's the studio union and they're all right so it's two entities everybody's involved yeah Yeah. okay gotcha the same studios that were all like under that am PTP, you know, that the writers were striking. That the writers were against. It's it's the exact same thing. Of of studios. Yeah. Yeah, I I just, I I haven't really, like, cared or been paying attention to the actors' strike. Like, I see Fran Drescher, I just turned it. It's the same people that they were striking and the writers were striking. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I see, like I said, I see Fran Drescher, I just changed the channel. Like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It seems like, like, I'm seeing, like, a lot of movies being released, more TV shows coming out. Like, to me, everything's just back to normal. But, like, yeah, I guess if the actors were, like, on strike indefinitely, things would suddenly just, like, end at some point, and then, like, I would probably, you know, care, but. I mean, they have had to, uh, apparently the Salem's Lot, uh, t- uh, movie 
that was supposed to come out sometime this year and then just kind of like left the schedule. Apparently it's now going to be coming out on Max because uh, they're running out of things to put onto their streaming service because they don't have anything new coming out. So that, that looks like it's going to end up coming out on on uh, Max instead of coming out in theaters. And there's some things in theaters that I'm like, I don't, like, I don't even know what this is because like, like, I <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you don't know what this is? I had to look up like five different movies today because I'd never heard of any of them. Like, so oh, yeah. so they're just like putting out shit that would normally just be going like straight to like some like low level like streaming lineup somewhere, and like they're saying like you know what we don't have anything out like we're gonna take this like well, B movie and that. just it's put that in theaters. It's not just that, but like their actors aren't out there promoting their movies, so like the advertising's not there. Is what oh, I'm so it's like you know this movie with Wesley Snipes, like you don't know, it's just called like Skibbit or something. You like <laughs> look it up and you find out like okay, Wesley Snipes is in it. The description is like real vague. <laughs> I think if, I think if Wesley Snipes hit it, that's coming straight to streaming. I don't think that's coming in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know there was just some of the movies i was like i don't know what this is so uh but um but you remember the barbarian movie uh the apparently they're gonna turn that into a video game from from the team behind uh the evil dead the game so that's gonna come out to uh pc and console uh i don't ask me anything uh, else about wait, it wait was that the thing with jason long justin long oh yeah justin long yeah yeah, where he had a bad time. <laughs> and yeah, like he always does. What up? Uh, wait. Goosebumps right now as well. And they're doing what with that? We're uh, turning it into a video game. Oh, huh. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's going to be the team behind the uh, Evil Dead uh, game. I hope there's uh, a scene in it. I didn't realize that movie did that well. Yeah, yeah but uh, I believe it made a bunch of money. Oh, I didn't know that low budget and it got and it was well well received so yeah but uh the yeah speaking of uh movies uh being turned into well not video games but tv shows we've got what i announced the halloween tv uh, shows in production the uh friday 13th tv shows production Um, (laughs) uh, we still get that pennywise series that's supposed to come out next year uh, they're turning uh, Poltergeist uh, into a TV series again because it was already a TV series under Poltergeist Legacy. Well, it ran for what, like three or four seasons? I want to say the Poltergeist were Amish, weren't they? The Poltergeist, what? Yeah, the Poltergeist, the guys that were actually the Poltergeist, like with Caroline, like coming. Like I know in the beginning it was like on an Indian burial ground, but like later on in the other, like you know, the Poltergeist, they made like a lot of movies and like they got really bad. But like yeah. a lot, like the the main Poltergeist that was always chasing Caroline, he was like an Amish dude, right? Oh, that dude, yeah, with that yeah. fucking hat. Yeah, yeah, and like he, he was there with like his whole Amish clan. Like, yeah, they were Amish. They were Amish poltergeist. You were calling him like the ghost, like the poltergeist. It was a ghost. Poltergeists were ghosts. 
It's a ghost. That's the way you worded it. Yeah, it was a bunch of Amish. It was a bunch of evil Amish spirits. Yeah, but I thought you were talking about fucking uh, fucking dude from uh, Coach and his family. I thought you were calling. I thought what, you were like Craig T. Nielsen. Like, like, like their last names were were fucking Poltergeist, Mister mm. Mrs. Poltergeist. Nah, nah. <laughs> the Poltergeists were Amish. <laughs> they were a, a clan of Amish ghosts. And they were, I really don't know what their whole deal was. I guess like in the later poltergeist, they buried their house on like Amish graveyards or something like that. It could, I know the second one takes place in that apartment building, but I don't remember ever seeing any, anything. You don't that. remember that? You don't remember that Amish poltergeist? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I remember that dude. He's yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he kind of yeah. looked like the guy from Phantasm. Uh, don't, don't, uh, he's no Angus Scrim. Yeah, I, um, but I'm saying like he had like that kind of vibe going, but yeah, he was like Amish with the hat. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, like when you think about it, it's kind of really fucking ridiculous that like the poltergeist like cult that they ran into were a bunch of Amish ass poltergeists. Like that was their whole thing. They were oh, from like they, Indian uh, burial ground. The guy was like, well, no. First, I dug them up, pissed on them, and then buried them again upside down. And, like, that made a bunch of Amish poltergeists. Weren't the uh, Children of the Corn uh, an Amish? They were kind of Amish, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, dude, I mean, everybody's got, I mean, the Amish, you know, they're exclusionists and everything like that. Like, they keep themselves. So, Who's to say that, you know, I mean, we don't even know what goes on in the Amish community. They could be dealing with, like, all kinds of spooky shit all the time. Like, they keep to themselves. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Anyway, I know that they had a GPS in one of their carriages. That was fucking weird. But, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, so they're going to make a new Poltergeist TV series. Uh, the other one was just about, like, you know, this group of people, uh, you know, hunting ghosts, pretty much. They were, like, paranormal experts, but, you know, like, not like the fake television uh, people that run around reality shows. They were, like, you know, it was, like, more of a TV, TV series. Uh, I don't know what they plan on doing with it now, but uh, it's going to be from uh, Amazon and MGM+. And then, speaking of MGM+, uh they are doing a Blackula uh, reboot that's supposed to come out for Halloween next year. Uh, I think that's coming straight to uh, MGM Plus as well. Do you uh, say Blackula? Yeah. You remember the 1972's Blackula? Yeah, no, I remember that. I'm just like kind of like surprised that they would be doing that right now. I would just think that that would like get like a lot of like you know negative attention for you know being you know the black exploitation genre like today like you know i just i i don't know i guess with like you know the pc police and stuff like that i would think that that would be like controversial you know what i mean but i mean that's cool i think it's awesome that they're doing that 
Yeah, I don't think it'll be. I think only white people are going to complain about it. I'm pretty sure it's being written and directed. By, <laughs> by well, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Yeah. It seems like you know, it's a lot of uh, the white people like complaining about trying to like show how you know they are definitely not racist and never were. But yeah. anyway, uh, then uh, uh, staying with MGM Plus, we are going to talk about um, the TV show from. That came out uh, in 2022? Yeah, 2022 came out. Uh, I almost was like 2000 fucking eight. No. So the, like, uh, this, the second season was 2023? Uh, yes. Two seasons that have been released. So, and yeah, so this is brand new. Renewed, uh, for sure off the bat, I'll tell you, it got renewed um, four days before the season finale of... Uh, from season two so we are getting a third season uh unknown when that's going to happen considering there's a strike still going on but uh for those who don't know uh well let me start with how i came about this show yeah, I, I would have never i would have never heard of it if it wasn't for you i didn't see any advertising for it whatsoever N nothing like you know and i usually like when i go on youtube if it's like um ad for movies or television I don't skip those. I let them roll. And like, I heard nothing about none of my other friends who are like in the horror knew anything about this. Like I introduced it. So like without you, this would have like come and went for me. Like I never, it's something I would have maybe discovered like two or three years from now. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I happen to see like billboards and like, I'll see like, you know, little advertisements, but uh, out here, for the second season i was like from season two i was like i didn't even know there's a season one and like all i ever see are, like the, are like the pictures of the uh main guy um harold the guy uh, from oz the, oh, yeah guy from oz he was also in lost he had the little kid wolf that it was like oh he was in lost oh i didn't know that so like they like hired him as like not only an actor but a consultant well, there's also a lot of uh, writers uh, from Lost that went on to work on From. Oh, so hopefully, really? Hopefully they learned their lesson, because I described this to you as... Uh, you you told me it was kind of like Lost, and that sort of turned me off, because, like, um, everything, like, um, you know how, like, on TV time and other things, it'll say, based on the stuff that you're watching and the stuff you're subscribed to... The num it'll recommend to you certain content. And the number one thing that it um, uh, reminds me of is Lost. Like, that's the number one recommendation. And I had yeah. it, like, kept recommending it so much that I had to, I just have no interest in it. Like, um, I think I had watched maybe, like, the first season and thought it was really good. And then, like, it just started going into a place where I was like, meh. So yeah, it, it did run into that problem of being like long. I think it was like almost twenty episodes. Yeah, and it, a lot of people said that they were trying to like out clever themselves, and that's like where the writing ran into trouble. Like you know, what yeah, I mean, what because I read, what I read too is uh, uh, that like recently actually it was like they weren't sure if they were going to get renewed, and like but they 
So, but they couldn't, you know, give away the. the oh, so it's just like we may, like, so, you know, we're working and, like, our work, like, may not ever see the light of day. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just fucking blare and, like, just go in all these. You know, if it gets picked up, cool. If not, like, whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of like a do we, like, solve one mystery and then open up another one? Or do you, or do was it like, like they thought they were going to be canceled and then they were like, oh, no, you guys aren't canceled. Like, you're renewed. And they're like, really? Because, like, we yeah, really like did would... not finish anything. Like, and they were just like, oh, fuck, we'll, we'll just go in, like, this buck wild direction. <laughs> like, it was, like, yeah. total panic to get the script out in next week. Like, <laughs> Yeah, very much from what I hear, it's, like, halfway, like, through writing, it would, it would be, like, they weren't sure. Or, like, even halfway through production, they weren't sure. Because, you know, when you used to do television, you could cut and you do film, like, five or six and then you like you release those like one a week and as those are being released you're filming you're already on like the next episodes and stuff so if like midway through production you're not sure if you're gonna get yeah. another season and then you're all like oh you guys, we need to rewrite yeah. our story now and it's, it's, a, it's so. a tough situation because and put yourself in their position it's like man should we really be putting this much effort into something that's only like maybe like 40 60 in favor of it getting like not renewed like you know i mean do we really want to be putting our full like attention and heart into this writing because like you know we've been seeing how things are going and like we're probably not but like down on the other hand if we do you know I, yeah it's a tough situation too when you think that your work might be just amounting to nothing you know what i mean because if it doesn't get picked up it's probably not going to get picked up by anybody else because of compete clauses and shit like that so it's like eh. so yeah, yeah it's it's, it's tough that's a, i that's guess i never thought of it that way yeah and that's back in the age of television where like you could get canceled before you even finish yeah the season yeah, so they would just not air the end of the last episodes. Or As a writer, that would make me like very uninspired if I did not think. Okay. But I mean, I, I don't know. For me, like just work that thing would tell me that I was obligated to put my all into it. But it would be, it would. I, I gotta tell you, it would weigh on me if I thought that there was like a more likelihood than not that my writing and my work that, you know, I worked on so hard for was never going to see the light of day. Like, I think that might like influence the quality of like what I'm putting out. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. And at least like now it's like, you'd know, like you're at least going to get a full season or something. Mm -hmm. It's mostly it's just going to go on streaming. So you at least have a chance to, even if you leave it open to it, you don't get a chance to do a second season at least you were able to write like one full season of something yeah uh, yeah it so makes I me think of the people of 1899 because i know that they had thought that it was going to be picked up and apparently they had written almost half of the second season written out already but i mean you know shit just happens yeah, I mean, you never know. Somebody else could end up picking it up uh, these days. Like, a lot of shows are getting thrown around. But, uh, yeah, um, 
But from we don't have to worry about because we do have a third season unless I guess the actor strike goes on like so long that like, you know, I mean, there is no season three of from because like it just gets like put off for yeah, so long. Canceled. Yeah, I mean, I have heard uh, that happened to a few shows. Uh, uh, I can't yeah, that a would be a real bummer because, you know, uh, getting into it, I mean, I really the the one thing i want to just say in opening is when i started watching from i thought it was based on something else like because the story was like i mean i like we're gonna get into it in a second but my, my point was is like stevie King's lost like yeah, yeah it was just it was there was no it wasn't based on a book or a past movie, a graphic novel, um, shorts from anything. Like, I assumed it was going to be based on something because this seemed to me like a really original idea, and that's what made me even more impressed with it. Do you want to give, like, a little bit of a synopsis, like, of what it's about? Uh, for me, it's a little hard to sum up. Yeah, well, when I went into it, like, I had no idea what it was going to be about. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, this looks interesting. I might have seen, like, one little teaser of just uh, the dude from Lost, you know. And you had seen billboards, you said, too? Yeah, like, it's a billboard, yeah. just him on the billboard with, like, a house in the background. And, like, that's kind of, and it's just, like, from. And, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know, very it's vague. Not. Yeah. And then even, like, the, uh, I the little, I think it came up on like, um, I think Amazon sometimes does like those little, or maybe they put it on Netflix. You know, Netflix does like those little teaser things where they just show you like one little. Oh program. yeah, you see it like in the corner, and it'll say like yeah. from, yeah, and then it'll be like a little uh, clip of it playing like silently. Or yeah, I think there was something like that on Amazon. The only clip I saw was just, uh, it was just him ringing the bell, walking through this fucking town. Yeah. And shit, and like that was that was pretty much it. I was like, all right, this is I don't know what this is, but let me. I like, think they show that on the IMDb page. It's like yeah. him walking around with the bell, and you're just like, you know, what is he, Harry Krishna? Like, yeah, because yeah. I was like, what is this? And I'd like go online and, and fucking IMDb fucking from. But uh, yeah, this was on uh, Epics, which I didn't even know was owned by MGM, and now Amazon. Well, uh, I didn't even know Epics like was making original shit anymore. I thought they stopped that long ago. Yeah, well, I mean, it's MGM, so they were still. <coughs> they did um, the Godfather of Harlem. Uh, that's that's their their number one. From is number two on MGM. Well, uh, Epics changed names to MGM Plus uh, recently, and like you could get like um, I don't know, it was um. The first season of From was available for free on Amazon, so you didn't have to like get MGM Plus. And then uh, I did that, and then the, for the second season, I just got like the seven day free trial and just binged it in, in, in fucking like three days, and then canceled the the trial. I'll probably uh, you know, get it again for at least like a month, or hopefully there's a deal or something like that when uh, season three comes out. But uh, yeah, it's basically about these people who get trapped in this town with no escape and then at night monsters come out and they like you know try to fucking rip you to shreds with so a smiling face on like they yeah. come at you like real like friendly like howdy and they're all dressed in like you know there's a milkmaid and like uh 
I think the other guy's like dressed like the the one that's dressed like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I think he's supposed to be yeah. like a bread baker. The guy's got a cowboy hat. How the partner? Like yeah, like these creatures, uh, they like sometimes will uh, look like people you know because I believe that that's popped up like once or twice, and they're like, "Nah, you're dead." Like. I don't know who you are, like. But yeah, they. Did you notice? They, well, the creatures um, we, know everything about the people. Like they, something like maybe, yeah. No, they said they know everything about all of you. Like I don't know. There's like, I guess they have some kind of like telepathy thing going or something. But they all know they everything are. about the other person. Like so, if they walk up to you, they'll be like, "Oh, hi, Jim." born on this time from here and you have these uh, friends it's like they know all their thoughts like they have their memories which is you know what's going to lead to our future speculations about what's actually going on but continue so it's a town where at night monsters come out and yeah i mean that's pretty much the best way you can put it and they're yeah. totally isolated. There's no way out. It's like if anybody's ever seen uh, the scene from In the Mouth of Madness where Sam Neill is looking for that uh, town, Hobbs End, in like uh, Bumblefuck, uh, New Hampshire. Well, he gets caught in a loop at one point where he keeps going back into the town. And any way he drives, he keeps going back into the town where there's a bunch of uh, people like running with pitchforks and axes and torches and shit. There's no way out. Any direction you go on the road, you're just going to loop over again and loop over again. It's very reminiscent of that's what I thought of in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. So there's yeah. just no way out. And nobody understands how the fuck they got there because everybody gets there the same way they're driving on the road they see a tree that looks like it's been knocked over from a storm or something like that and so you know the tree's massive there's no way to move it and so they you know turn around but when they turn around they don't go back the way they come they run into a town and then they're looped in but the one thing that's really weird is that People see this from all, I think it's only within the United States because I yeah, saw the map, the map where they had everything. Yeah. So it looked like it was contained to the U.S. There was no one from Mexico or Canada there, which was sort of interesting. So it was only on the map of the United States. So this is an American phenomenon that might come in later on. And uh, but it's from people all over the country, like from Florida to Seattle. And, you know, they all end up driving on this same stretch of road that suddenly just turns in. You see a tree and you look behind you and what was behind you 30 seconds ago isn't there anymore. And so yeah, and, uh, that's kind of how we're introduced to the the show. Yeah. Is this uh, family on uh, an RV and like they're having some uh, you know husband and wife you know difficulties, so they decide to take this trip. And uh, on the way there, after they've like you know seen the fallen tree, then they've gone into town and they're like, well, well, they, they, then they just kind of stop. They were like, okay, everybody's kind of real creepy here, and they just get you know keep driving. And they end up back in the town again. And then uh, a couple times after doing that, um, they get almost run off the road by this uh, 
these two uh, tech bro guys who were like celebrating, you know, selling their company or whatever, and like they kind of run off this family off the road. So they fall on their side, and like uh, the uh, little kid kind of gets like. Yeah, they're in like a big recreational video. They're yeah. and they're in like an RV vehicle. So yeah. yeah, they get run off the road. So yeah. And in yeah. the other car, they get injured as well. So there's like, uh, but nobody dies, but right. there's injuries on both sides. Yeah, they were able to take the uh, one guy to like their little town makeshift, you know, a hospital uh, there. Because I think one of the girls was uh, like a paramedic or a nurse. Yeah, or yep. Yep. Was, yeah, she wasn't quite a doctor, but... Uh, and then, um, she she was like an e she was an ER nurse and a paramedic I believe so okay, yeah. you know and she also like mentioned that she also um assisted during certain surgeries because she was like familiar with like I think that's where she was going she, she was yeah, planning, she was in pre med I think she said she was trying yeah. to become a doctor yeah she was her. going to be going for her she was finished where she was and in she was going to be I going for more medical training like she was uh going to be moving up because she had just started yeah. like she uh, was talking about how she had been observing surgeons and stuff like that so yeah she planned to keep yeah. going but uh yeah they were really lucky that they had her but it's like you know she was specially there they seemed like they had like one piece of every person that makes up like a functional town like you had somebody that was like really good with cooking you had a guy who was a law enforcement officer that you know would set that up you had your doctor you had like kind of like one of everything in there like it was sort of like you know is that how they were chosen but you know, before get too much into that, go ahead, continue on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so they were able to take the one guy to the town, but the uh, the kid had gotten like you know a little bit impaled. So I <laughs> a little bit impaled. He story. He survives the uh, that. I don't. I was about to say no children die in this, but that wouldn't be true because it opens up. Uh, yeah, what well, uh, a child get fucking murdered. Yeah, I and mean. When they cut back to that, by the way, like, I was like, oh, shit. So th they're not skimping out on the fucking gore in this shit. Either. No, no, they ripped that little girl. I mean, they didn't show it, but, yeah, that little girl gets yeah, ripped to shreds. They, they should be aftermath. <laughs> that was yeah. fucking enough. Yeah. And uh, that's all you need sometimes. But um, anyway, yeah, so the father has to stay with the kid, and the, and the sheriff uh, stays with him as well. And I believe the, uh, the girl and the mother go back and into town yeah right yeah so it's just them and then like so they that's how they kind of you know are thrown into this uh yeah monsters are fucking real and they come out at night uh um and like, we have these talismans that we hang on our doors that prevents them from coming in uninvited because otherwise they can just rip through yep. and that's how they move to uh, the sheriff uh what was his name boyd yep uh, or am I confusing that with somebody? Yeah, he finds or... he finds him in a tree trunk in the woods. There's this whole thing with the trees in the woods. Like, they're very weird. It's where he finds these protective talismans that keep you yeah. safe in your house as long as you're hanging them. It has to be, like, in some kind of structure. You can't just be holding one of these things. 
you'll still yeah. get ripped up. You have to display it in like a certain ritualistic manner. And then it kind of gives you like a vampire type protection where they can't come in unless you like invite them in. So yeah. the talismans like have this power but that can be circumvented if they can somehow, you know, do the like vampire thing. Like, let me in. Come on, let me in. Open the door. Like, come on. Um, one of them's a woman that like seduces this lonely man. And she, he finally lets her in. And then, you know, she rips him and then lets the rest of them in. So, yeah, there's sort of like an invite policy at that point, which is uh, sort of interesting. Yeah, and this has clearly been going on, I think, what what back dates back to like the Civil War, I believe. The oldest guy there is like at least fifty or sixty. The the creepy guy, the Ichabod guy? That yeah, the the guy who's been there the longest, he's gotta be like fifty or sixty, but I mean like there's references and uh to back to like the Civil War. Remember the one guy sees the Civil War soldier down in that cave? Yeah, but I don't know if this shit had been going on that long. I don't know. There are a lot of references to it going on for like. We re oh, we. I mean, they talked about like in the beginning, before they found the talismans. They basically had these holes, like tornado shelters. But instead of like having like you know your normal storm door there, they made it look like um you know, how grass sodding goes. They had it so, like, there were just, like, holes in the ground and they could put the grass over it and oh, they yeah, would they just hang out in the bunker. All night and hope they That's didn't what get, they, get yeah. hurt before yeah. all these talismans, like... Uh, and she talked about it. It was, like, yeah. two years that went on. Because yeah. she had been there, like, a real long time. The um, leader of the, uh, what do they call it? Community like, house? Colony house? Colony house, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could either once once you like, we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, he found these talismans, and that keeps them from like uh, coming into uh, your structure unless you're invited in. It kind of wards them off. Yeah, it's the vampire right. type thing. Once yeah, you exactly. have that ritualistically put, you can't hold them. They won't protect you if you're out in the open and you're holding a talisman. You have to be in some kind of enclosure, even if it's something like a tool shed. If you then ritualistically hang the talisman like mistletoe right in front of your door, that made the entire structure and like Colony House was like a big house. It was like, like a mansion type house. Yeah, yeah. They only had one talisman in there. That's all they needed. It protected the whole enclosure. But it was a thing where, like, if you then invited them in, like, you opened the door and said, come in, or the talisman, even if it was still up, they could, like, come in and start ripping shit. Yeah, so uh, so they, that's how he, like, is introduced to this, like, whole situation with the monsters being real and shit at night. So, uh, yeah, so that's what well, he, he, that. well, you're talking about Jim or you're talking about Jim. boy. Oh, well, no, I'm saying like, yeah, because Jim got introduced to it to spending a night out in his camper yeah, where he didn't Boyd even was, see him. Boyd was with them. Yeah. He had the talisman and I was yep. just saying that, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, the camper was enough. Like, you know, it, it could be a very small enclosure. Yeah. Just have to have a talisman hanging. So that's how he finds out about the uh, the monsters being real. Yeah, then, trial uh, by fire. They, uh, <laughs> you know, once they really like get the kid out, uh, once this, you know, the sun comes up and everything, and they get back into town, it gets into this whole like, all right, you can either live in town in one of these houses where we have a talisman for you to protect it, or you can go live with a group of people up the the colony house, and like some people, and you have to choose individually, like as a family, if like one of you wants to go live at colony house, which the girl does. She goes to live up there. And the rest you will. You don't have to choose as a family. Every individual you have must to choose. choose. As yeah, that's what I say. You have to choose. Yeah, and uh, just for reference, the colony house, like for me, like I don't know, the colony house was like a big fraternity house where I mean, there's like public displays of sex out in the open. Um, yeah. you know, they party there. That's like a more mature thing. They um. I think they have a motto like they live each day like it's their last. Yeah. And so that's the contrast. The people that live in town, it's not like, you know, they're all square asses, but they're trying to deal with things another way. Like they're trying to kind of like, you know, like we want to just live as a family. And like, you know, I think that there's, some people, they even do like homeschooling and type like that. They're trying to sort of recreate normal civilization and not go and party and smoke weed and drink all night. You know what I mean? So it's like two different philosophies of how to psychologically cope with your predicament. And I thought that was an interesting contrast. See, I would like to be able to have a house in town but at night go up to the colony house and party with them at night well yeah they you were welcome to you were welcome to do that like you could go to the colony house and like talk to the lady that was running it and you could be like yo is it cool if i like just crash here for tonight but like you couldn't like suddenly start living up there like if you choose the town i don't you're think they would let much... you crash up there every night either because like no 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 but once in a while like yeah. it wasn't like oh you said the town so you can never come here but like you know i mean like when you made your choice one or the other that's where you're sleeping at night. So yeah. you could go up to the colony house and chill all day. But like at night, you were going home. Like yeah. that yeah, wasn't yeah. your they're place. Not like, they're not like warring factions where they're not like fucking like. Yeah, like, no, no, nothing not like that. Keeping anybody out or whatever. And, yeah, and like it would be like if you're crashing at your buddy's house, you could say like, yo, is it cool if I come up and party with you guys tonight? And like they would like let you stay a night. But it wasn't like a thing where you could be like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of feeling Colony House more. Like it was like, yo, you made your choice. It's the you, town. You could change and, and end up living there, but you had like part of the Colony House is you have to like contribute to like the day to day, you know, like the farm. Yeah, it's a commune. It's a it's a it's a yeah. communal commune. Yeah, it's like, not you know like they don't want you just coming up there just to party if you're not fucking. No, is what I'm like trying. Oh, to say. I I thought once you uh said the town, I thought you were pretty much like uh committed to that because I thought that was like a big thing. They said you know once you 
you know, once you make your decision, that is your decision. So I thought it was pretty much like I didn't think you could convert unless there was like a situation, like if your family got murked or something. Yeah, like, you well, know, I obviously. mean, I definitely know like if she wanted to leave the colony house to go live in town with her parents, she could still make that decision. I think it's like once you choose not to, I think it was like the community at the colony house was like, if you choose not to live here, you can't just come fucking move in. You know, you've already made your choice or whatever. Yeah, I think it's that's what I thought like, it was. But I think it's something more like if you live in the colony house, you want to go live at home with your parents, they're going to let you go do that. They're not going to stop Oh, yeah, you. you could do that, but it wasn't the other way around. Yeah, I don't think it, it was wasn't, the other way around. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I don't know. I thought that was, like, a little bit strange because, like, I thought, like, you know, if later on you wanted to say, hey, I, I'm not feeling the town anymore, or it seems like to, that. Like, be with people at night to go through yeah. what, what, like, we won't want to stick together maybe they like you know strength in numbers or something like that yeah I, I don't know it's not like totally clear i mean maybe that will like be made a little bit more clear in season three as to why they decided to do it that way because it didn't seem like they explained like very uh at least to my satisfaction with any sense of clarity, why they chose to do it that way. Um, I, I know also, of, I think it would have a lot to do with like comfort and wanting to be like with a group of people. Like, like yeah, but why they wouldn't themselves. let you experiment first. Like, why can't you be like, well, you oh, know, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. think about it. Like, let, let me check out the town for a while and let's see how we do down there. And then if we're not feeling the town anymore, we'll come up the colony house. They like said, they told it, they said, this is a very important decision and it's going to affect your stay here, you know, because like they all like gathered in the group to hear their choice. Yeah, that was a little weird to me. Be, I, all, I do know well, one other thing. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. there was something to consider from the town to Colony House. There was, it was a bit of a distance. I think it's like a half mile away or something like that. So, and I think that they had made reference to some people who had tried to commute from the town to the colony house or colony house back to the town. And like, they were kind of fucked up and they didn't make it back in time and they had lost some people. So that could be part of it as just like general safety. But still you would think if like, yo, I moved to the town, I'm really not feeling it after this month. I think I want to come. It seemed like that wasn't an option. Like, yeah, I think also least, it might be like a limited amount of those talismans for like the town to have up on their doors and stuff too. So I guess not everyone could go. Like, they seem to have an ample amount though. They That's do. something yeah. that I was considering too, but they seem to like, he cop talismans and wait. Like he brought back like a big bag. Yeah. Like if they, you, you see him bring it back. Is, so I feel like you, you don't see how many it is, but like I'm thinking like he had like 50. Like I'm, I'm thinking he had like a cool fifty in there, and <laughs> I don't know about you, but that town didn't have fifty houses, and Colony House only needs one. They yeah. probably have a reserve, you would think, and there's a medical facility in town oh, too. Okay. So I, I don't know. Anyway. That was just something that like they didn't really explain in depth. 
as yeah. to why they made that decision. But it was an interesting dynamic. Yeah, there's a lot of other things they haven't uh, really explained, like most of the show. But uh, and uh, hopefully they will they will get into. Well, it they explain it to as far as they know. You know, at least the characters they explain it to the best of their ability. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just because... talking about. I hope the show explains more to the audience. You know, what I mean, we're getting yeah. like little hints and uh, here and there, but like. Again, it's on MGM Plus. It's not on like Max. Where like, I mean, yeah, it got it's got a third season, but it's also like, man, I hope they tell their whole story before it gets canceled. You're worried that they're gonna run out and just suddenly it's just gonna suddenly end, and we're not gonna get any explanations at all. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, some of the other mysteries that I uh, liked, like the. Um, the guy who's been there the longest, who, who like was a kid when like uh, he arrived and like he saw like everyone get murdered. So he's like a little, he's like the weird guy that people are like, oh, stay away from him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is a typical Stephen King character. That's the dude you want to fucking talk to. Hang out, yeah. With him, get all this information, like he's like dude, measuring fucking like the distance between like the house and the trees to see if they're getting closer. Yeah, he was saying like the trees are getting closer. Yeah, and like, like that, their land was like slightly shifting by like this, like very, like, like very, like marginal, marginal amount. So like you couldn't, like normally you wouldn't be able to tell, like yeah, until you know, like at one point he was also all oh the the leaves are falling. That's never happened before either. It's been summer like the entire time, and since yeah. the family arrived, like the the seasons have started to change as well. But it, it might also be because they've been fucking with things. But uh, he also like knows about like these trees that are like you know portals. Sometimes they don't yeah. take, like anywhere. Sometimes they take you to like another tree it's like a, basically a hole in a tree that you get into and it can take you to some other part yeah it's it, it's very it's very strange it could take you to like a good area or it could take you to like a nightmarish area or it could take you to an area where you're just like totally like oh wow where the fuck am i or yeah. it could just take you some more real familiar where you're just like oh all right, oh, I'm just over there. The town's right over there, you know? Yeah. It's just like a mystery. Just like, oh, I'm behind you now. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Because you, yeah. you don't necessarily come out of another portal when you go into one. Yeah. You just end up somewhere, and you have no somewhere. idea how the fuck you got there. Like, yep. you just appear, so. Yeah, yeah um, you don't come out of, like, another tree. You yeah. go into the tree and just end up somewhere. Yeah, and then there's, like... These creepy ghost dead children that are like chanting something, and then there's also like that creepy kid in white who's like, "Is he helping or is he not?" Then there's like, yeah, he's like a spirit. Not everybody can see him. Yeah, he like um, seems to only show up to like certain characters. Uh, yeah, you have to sort of bear with us. It's there's so many things going on. It is like just like completely implausible yeah, that well, we're just, going to yeah, be able I'm to make it. Through, like, uh, the, uh, major mysteries of, of the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the J When Jim called... sets up the radio tower, we get. I'd like to discuss that a little bit. Yeah, there's, but... uh, there's one girl who's hearing voices as well as telling her to, like, kill people and shit, that, that that'll help release 
them from this. Uh, well, it nightmare. tells her to kill two people, I believe. Yeah. It tells her to kill the one guy that was in the car accident with yes. the other dude who's all pompous. Like, do you know how much I'm worth? Like, don't you know who I am? Yeah. Like, she kills his partner that he came with in the car. And the voice has told her to kill him and then let in the fucking monsters. Which yeah. ended up in, I think, two more deaths occurred from her doing that. And then the voices also tell her to kill the little kid, which really doesn't make any sense. And but, she ends up not killing him and then accidentally killing her brother in yeah. a bizarre twist where she, like, slit his throat. And But she's, like, not a bad person. That's something that... think about she, it... She's hearing voices. She's going nuts. Yes. But the two people that it asked them to kill both showed up in town at the same time. So that's that the they did. That's the link there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, then uh, what are some of the other uh, mysteries? Uh, everything's uh, a mystery. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they don't know where the power is coming from because yeah. the whole town's power. There is no power source in sight. Or they're not burning coal. The There's no from. nuclear reactor. They don't have windmills or anything like that. So they're searching for where the wires are going to because there's wiring everywhere. They can unplug things. There's still power. It's very, very strange. They find out that the wires aren't connected to anything they're just like the wires if you dig down they're just hanging out beneath the beneath the earth hanging not plugged into anything just dangling there yeah, and they don't know where the, the their food well. source yeah their food source in terms of like uh protein in the animals there's cows they're chicken they have no idea where they're coming from they just yeah, like, like wander in wander in from wherever yes yeah. yeah. and apparently the ground is really ripe for agricultural because agriculture because they talk about how when they first get there they didn't really have anybody that was that accomplished in gardening but like they found seeds to plant somehow so they were able to plant seeds and the ground was just really conducive to I don't know. The soil's just very like they have like um a great uh soil that's like got like a perfect pH balance that's really well fertilized that grows that uh there's a girl there that grows herb who has like a really like green touch and they talk about like how she grows like the headiest nug from this soil and she's just like yeah. Like, I don't know, like, the soil's just, like, really rich and, like, everything I need to yeah. grow, like, the perfect cannabis. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so, the, yeah, like, the, yeah, cows and fucking chickens just fucking show up. Yeah. And, like, it's they everything have, they need to sustain. Yeah. They, they have, have a viable water source. Yes, and they have the, uh, the diner that's in the town. They've, kind of like use that as a place where like they can collect everything that everybody brought in you know scavenge yep. you know kind of keep it in one place you know to, to try to like 
you know, get uh, ration out the food and stuff like that. Cause, and know, in that about. diner, they have an Asian woman who is a great cook. They also have a police station slash medical station where uh, one guy who was in law enforcement heads there and another girl who is in med school who's the doctor of the group is there. So it's like, yeah, there's really one person out of every faction that like plays like some kind of like integral member that you would have in a normal town that are able to then put the other people to task. And they have like two people that are kind of like, you know, um, I'm not sure her name, but she's kind of like the, I don't know. You see two people as a leader. You see Boyd as like the leader of like, I guess the entire community. And then the one woman, she's like sort of the mayor of colony house. And I'm not sure the town kind of is like everybody for themselves, yeah. but like Boyd kind of is the overall authority figure you would say. Yeah, so that he makes uh, most decisions for at least the town, yeah. and they kind of come to a collective decision between him and her at that, uh, the uh, colony house. Where his he also decides are. life and death, punishment. That's yeah. something to talk about. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. If you break one of the like town rules, you end up having to like go out. I forget what all the the rules were, but uh, you have to go into this little like shack and sit in there overnight and hope to survive. But you, nobody yeah, ever but, survived. Well, no, nobody survived. It's a death sentence. This is a yeah. guillotine. You know, um, and when they're there, they had just sacrificed the first person. They had just uh, declared the death penalty to their first person. They had really mixed reviews or really mixed views on doing it. And, um, you know, it was traumatic for them to do that. But his crime was very severe. He had a serious alcohol problem and his um, lack of following the rules got both his wife and daughter, as we see in the very beginning, terribly terribly murdered so yeah that was the first i mean you think that's harsh but like he kind of wanted to die i think because he you know had that happen and then of course sarah for you know hearing those voices she also wants to die so yeah some people sort of want to check out like there's it gets into kind of a dark vibe where there's people that are like you know i kind of feel like i want to commit suicide which is understandable yeah and it seems like some of the monsters i think they talk about like they feed off of hope like yeah yeah well they feed off of anything that gives anybody joy yeah they they uh um, that's pretty much all of season one is all we've really talked about. <laughs> yeah. And that's not well, even like I was, I was going to talk, I was going to branch into season two because they take the spike. They put it through this girl's head. They're very sadistic because the one woman who's the leader of colony house in season one, she talks about arriving with her sister. Her sister was like a, you know, uh, She doesn't take shit from anyone. And her other sister runs and they grab her 
and they start skinning her alive, like uh, Ramsey Bolton style, Game of Thrones, House Bolton, the Flayed Man. They skin her alive, and they take pleasure in it. They like to kill you slow, like they are really evil, murderous, sadistic pieces of shit. Yeah, did you notice they don't run? They, they yeah, they walk. never run. Yeah, they're a, they got the Jason thing going. Yeah, I mean, they're just like, yeah, we know you can't escape this town. So yeah, there's no point in us running. We'll get you eventually, and we'll have yeah. And part of their fun is like you know inducing the amount of fear because they feed off of your fear as well. Because like at one point there's like the locusts and shit, and they're like, oh, that was like my fucking brother's fear or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like a little like Pennywise type thing, like you know, seeking your fear, and that I mean, it's hard to at this point just not draw on like what you think is happening, because there's an interesting scene where Jim and the um, guy who survived the accident who is a real arrogant guy who, you know, he just sold this company, he's a millionaire or whatever. And he's in, in the, he's, you know, sort of the Elon Musk, I guess, of the group. Like, he's like the yeah. innovator type the guy. Innovator, yeah, so. Yeah, um, and him and Jim make this, um, they make that tower at uh, some uh, point. The radio tower at the end of the first season, I think. Yeah. Was that at the end of the first season, or was that in the second? I, I feel like that was, was in the second season. I believe that was the season finale of the first season. Was it the the radio tower? Because the house, like, collapses. Uh, I think that was the end of the first season. Was it? Yeah, he's like, yeah, so a voice comes on the radio when they try to, like, call, and a storm, of course, is rolling in. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was much later that Jim, um, uh, tells Boyd his hypotheses of everything that happened. At the end of the first season, I believe, was that when Sarah and Boyd, Sarah, the woman that, like, uh, went crazy hearing voices killing everyone, was that when they departed on their journey into the woods and encountered the... That is the second season. See, I have it all blurred together in my mind. Like, because I thought the first and second season did a very good job of kind of, like, just uh, melting together. Like, they, you know, there wasn't, like, like... only take place over maybe two, three weeks. It's not oh, very I'm sorry. The end of the first season, the bus rolls in. And yeah. the second season starts with the bus. So yeah, the fir- the uh, end of the first season was uh, when they put the tower up and like he- and they hear the voice on the radio as a storm's coming in. And, and like, so most people have run inside so they can't hear yeah. it. And the voice tells him that like, Hey, your wife shouldn't be uh, digging that hole in that Digging, house. she's trying to find the source of the wires, as you were saying. He goes running back, and the and the house uh, collapses. I think uh, maybe did Boyd go on that journey? Because that's when he, because that, yeah, because he ends up in the hole at the end of that uh, first season. Yeah, so he kind of goes in the thing, and then it's very, very strange what happens to Boyd. Um. 
Boy, uh, as an emergency last resort goes into these tree portals that we've been describing. And Boyd ends up in like um, a very confined space where yeah. you have to kind of uh, the only way. Yeah. At the end of a well where you would have to like try to like scale your way up, like, you know, doing the crab walk like up there. I think yeah, he even tries it. He tries yeah. it at first. Yeah. But then some guy throws him down the rope and yeah. that's. I have no idea where they went with that. You want to try to explain what Boyd experiences? It's kind of difficult. There's a guy chained to like a torture chamber thing. Yeah, there's one guy still alive that's still uh, chained and tortured. And uh, the two other people that were chained with him have died. Who knows how long he's been there? It's in. It looks he like looks like the Count of Monte Cristo, like he's in the tower, like yeah. he's at he the Chateau de. Boyd's trying to free him, but he's just like, nah, just fucking kill me, dude. Like, yeah, well, he's speaking of. He said, "Here they come," and he, you never see what they are, but yeah. he says they're worse than the monsters by far. Yeah, and he at some point he scratches him, and he infects him. Yeah, he has uh, like worms or something crawling in his skin. Yeah, he starts seeing it infects his blood, and he starts seeing worms and bugs crawling under his skin. Uh, sort of reminiscent of the movie with uh, Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Leigh with the shimmy, like uh, inhalation, I think it was called, where the guys start experiencing weird things, like they cut that guy open, oh, and his organs, yeah, annihilation, his organs are like moving around. Boyd starts seeing like all like worms and bugs and things, cr- and it's not just him seeing it because later they see it crawling under. So something like genuinely happened to him, and then what happens? He takes out one of the monsters. Yeah. Yeah, um, they they yeah, oh, like. Oh, sorry, I was going back blood. to the. Uh, sorry, I was going back to the castle. You were jumping way ahead of me yeah. there. Uh, he, uh, yeah, so he gets infected, he hears, like, this music box, which reminds him of his wife, um, and so, and, like, that's, like, you know, something yeah. to do Boyd's with wife this. went crazy, by the way, and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, and he had to kill her, and then, uh, but, yeah, there's, like, the music box, and, like, that gets connected to, like, um, three more people in town who start having, uh, you know, visions, and, like, they just kind of go into, like, this coma where the eyes turn white, and, like, everyone's getting, like, these massive headaches or whatever, like, uh, it's so, it gets so hard to explain at this point, like. Yeah, it it really is, that's why I said, and, I mean, there was also, in the beginning of the second season, you have, um, when the house collapsed, Jim was trying to find his wife, Jim is pinned under the house, where he has to try to be quiet all night. And we have one of um, one of my more likable characters, I thought, was the bartender. Oh, yeah. He gets pinned under the house trying to help Jim. And uh, we should say, in the beginning of the second season, a huge, this has never happened before they mention this, a huge bus 
full of people, like it's a tour bus or something, like a yeah. Greyhound. So they get like a huge, they said it's never happened before. So they had like something between what, 20 to 30 new people that like just all got thrown into the meat grinder at once. And so a lot of people die in that one night. Yeah. They, uh, that was like the beginning of season two, right? Yeah, That's yeah. what happened after. Yeah, that was pretty much season one finale. So season two starts off with this bus of people that got thrown in. And of course, you know, we're having enough trouble explaining it on a podcast when, you know, we know it's all fiction and we watched it and we have an, a general overview of it. How hard would it be to explain to 30 people that, like, you know, this is where you are now? You're going to think those people are fucking insane. Yeah. You're going to want to get away of them. But, like, you know, that would just be the reaction. But, um, I you know, they didn't. And a lot of people died in one night. I think, yeah. like, more than half the bus gets taken out in that night. Like, the way they, like tell everyone when they show up though is not the way i would have gone about it because they're just like yeah, yeah uh you should come inside because monsters are gonna come at night and kill you <laughs> like yeah like, of course they're gonna be like what are you talking about like you're insane yeah. you know what i mean instead of being like hey why don't you guys come inside we'll get you something to eat while you figure out like what's going well on. they didn't get to experience the bus keep going because the bus had some kind of problem right it had a flat tire or something and what? that had mechanical problems. Didn't they? Go, right? I think they did go through the town at least once. Did, did they? I, I wasn't did, sure. I, I thought the bus. Yeah. yeah, I think I thought they showed it go through uh, town at least once. Because then, like that that one person had like that seizure and those visions on the bus. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. Um, I didn't think it did. But um, you might be very right. I'm not I think sure. She shot exactly. the tire is why they ended up having a flat. Oh yeah, she does. She takes a shotgun to it. That's right. So yeah, yeah. the the bus is immobilized, but like it's. She's trying to save all their lives. Yeah, but and, like they're, they're definitely going about it like the most reckless way possible. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it really wasn't the like... people who just show up in a fucking town. Hey, there's monsters going to come out at night and fucking kill you. Like, hey, well, you're, yeah, uh, your, your life as you've known it is totally over. What did you think about the induction of the uh, nurse... Um, the med grad, uh, or whatever, the med school student, um, oh, the, drug the odds of her, like, uh, girlfriend, like, showing up. Yeah, I mean, I thought she was, she was fine, uh, she didn't really, uh, I mean, I was like, oh, we're just gonna have this whole new, uh, subplot now that, like, I was yeah. like, I was like, it's not... I was like, it's not helping this. I mean, it's good characterization for like a TV show. You know, you get some yeah. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, but like I also felt it was like it, it wasn't helping. You know, the story move along necessarily. It was. It yeah. might have helped her character, like and and the other character that she was in love with, or whatever, might have helped. Like you know, I guess they were trying to flesh her character out more because uh, she didn't have a lot to do in the first season. I mean, she she did, but. She wasn't one of the main, I would say. So yeah. I guess they were trying to like maybe flesh her out a little bit more. 
but like it was yeah, like I don't know. I thought I thought like, she was one of the main characters, but I do not like her girlfriend that yeah, came. It just um, seemed like all the other people that they were following were kind of helping move along the story where they were trying to figure something out, and there wasn't that many of the side people. Like there was a, still a couple, like his son and like the uh, the woman that like he's in love with. That was like a whole side thing as well. So, like, I don't know, there wasn't as many of them as I thought, and then they added, like, another one in, and I was just like, alright, I, I mean, it just seemed like an unnecessary, uh, thing, especially after the first season when they, like, they were hinting at, like, um, the, uh, that Asian dude, uh, who was, like, um, Boyd's, you know, um, deputy, like, they yep. were showing, like, that love connection between them two in the first season, and then for the second season... I mean, she did mention she was married, but then for the second season... For they weren't the, married, she was engaged. Oh, engaged, that's right. Yeah, for the second season, for her to show up, and it had been, like, like what they say, two years since she had gone missing? Um, yeah, I mean, no, it was less than that. It was less than a year. It was, like, nine months. Oh, okay. Six, to, it might have only been six months, actually, because she said something like six months and you don't call. And, like, you know, it was just oh, a yeah. lot for her. But, like, they to, don't really have that great of concept of time when they're in the, the town. Like, Oh, know, yeah, of course. Things are, yeah, time is very convoluted. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, anyway, like, yeah, she, she, uh, kind of causes uh, some people to die, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't I don't remember her causing people to die, but um... Or at least almost, because she, she was, like, stealing the drugs and shit. She stole the drugs one time, yeah, she's a drug addict, and, uh, you know, that's a whole drama that I really could have done without, to be honest with you. But, um, but I mean, in general... Who, like, you know, the old lady who was, like, dancing in the rain and shit, uh, yeah. came on the bus, and then she was the one with the drugs that she stole? Do you think she is one of, like, the monsters? Like, she, she's, like, a plant? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't think, well, uh, she doesn't go to ground at night, so, I mean, she would have to be something else. You mean, like, one of the monsters, like... One like one of the servants of Dracula, you mean? Like where she's like a daywalker and she's able to do stuff like that. We don't, just know, what apps, the, like she's we don't know what the things are, or like no, remember they no. were also like, hey, something's worse. Worse is coming, right? Well, maybe yes, yeah. she's, she's one of the people that are like controlling or this experiment or possible. I mean, yeah. When you say is. that, I actually think that the nurse's girlfriend. Is behind. I just think that it's too much of a coincidence that her girlfriend would be picked for you know this hell that they find themselves well, in. I'm just saying because the old lady was like ha the only one like happy to be there, like dancing around. I just thought the lady was nuts. And then she like goes in and like get, gives the the drugs that ends up getting stolen from the chick. Like she knew. That she had a drug problem, so she happened to have the, the, the right drug to give to the nurse for it to get stolen. Yeah. I think she's there to cause that conflict. She she brought that girl in. She was like, 
oh, we need some conflict in this story. You know what I mean? So, like, I think she's... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought there was a lot of hostility already. I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was, like, very, like, improbable. But, you know, I, we really don't know what's going on yet. You know, Jim, I thought, had the best hypotheses. That well, that's one of them, was that, like, it's an experiment, and that means one of them is in on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and that uh, that shaved head kid, he's the one who points it out, too. He's like, you know, some of these people, he said, well, first off, he said, if your theory is correct, and Jim's theory was that it was like a government experiment. And Jim also goes further and says, not only do I think this, but like, let me just tell you, I'm not losing my mind. And he starts um, talking about like the Tuskegee Airmen. He talks about uh, experiments done on soldiers during World War II in Vietnam. And so he was pointing out, you know, there's precedent that things like this have happened before. And, uh, you know, so that was, like, one, like, possible, like, explanation that they had. But, yeah, I mean, then it went from, like, people trying to be rational to people, like, saying, like, really illogical things that were just really far-fetched sounding. So, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, that... Um... So yeah, they I, I like Jim's idea the best, but like yeah. I don't know. There was another talk too that I thought about this in season 1 is they talk about how they never dig up their dead. They wanted to dig up the dead to see if some of those bodies were actually still there or if it like, wakes you up. Yeah. Yeah, so, so situation. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was, like, sort of a Matrix-type vibe on it. Yeah, uh, it's just that they could be in some type of simulation, or, like, yeah. or they're already dead, or they're, like, you know, like, in purgatory or whatever. Yeah, yeah well, he, uh, that's one, another yeah. one. Oh, no, it's not Jim's hypotheses, it's his wife, Tabitha. She mentions that. She said, well, they're trying to, they're in their house, and on a blackboard, they're writing out their ideas of, yeah. like, what happens. And she writes, we did not survive the crash. So one of their ideas is that they're in, like, purgatory. Yeah. And, you know, they, they haven't made it to paradise yet, so... Or, you know, they have to kind of do what Dante did and wander through the dark wood first and go through all the circles of hell and grief and all that shit to finally get out on the other side. And then the way they wrap things up, well, what else do you have to add? Uh, just the um, part uh, where Boyd, after he gets infected, he, like, uh, you know is trying to find a way to uh, a be uninfected but like he ends up uh you know killing one of the monsters using the infection which has never been done before uh and then um the only other thing yeah oh man there's so much other <laughs> stuff that i can't even think of 
It really is. I mean, it's something you have to check out. I mean, yeah. we could go on and rant and go into sidebars all night about it. Like, yeah. But the, 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 my main takeaway is I, I just think it's extremely well done. I thought it was, like, very, very well written. I thought that the acting, Man, even though um, a lot of them were well, – I'm sorry, what was that? I said it's very well paced as well. It seemed yeah. like they- Seemed like each episode would be like a you'd get like a day episode and then a night episode, you know. What I mean? Yeah, like they yeah, weren't sleeping yeah, on yeah. the night shit either. It wasn't just like, oh, and everyone survived tonight. It was like no, you, like even if everyone survived that night, there was still some th- some type of tension going on with like the creatures or somebody was like outside or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, like, there is generally somebody breaking the rules, but I mean, you know, some rules are going to get broken, but yeah, the main thing very, is, very... is by breaking the rules, you can't get anyone hurt. Yeah. You know, that's was, the thing, unless it's yourself. Well, it was a very uh, bingeable show, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Although it's very, very high quality, but the ending of season two is what really fucked me up. I was just like, oh, damn. Yeah, um, uh, should we not spoil that, or do you want to spoil it? I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. We've already I just assume people have already seen stuff, but hey, we could, we could not mention it, but all I'm going to say is somebody finally, by no work of their own, you know, they weren't doing anything to try to get out, but someone manages to get thrown back into the real world and wakes up in a hospital bed. I will not say who. Yeah. But, you know, that's a whole nother thing. So, yeah, there's no, I mean, we missed the whole other thing about, like, the caves underneath the town that, like, would lead to some real witch rule stones and, like, what the three people in the town were fucking starting to go nuts and, like, Boyd had to fucking, like, do something about it or something. Like, uh, I, I don't know. So it's like there was a yeah. lot on that, like, we didn't even talk about. And, and, like, even though we talked about it a lot, I feel like that's still not really spoiling it. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, to, 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 to go too much deeper, it would just be a rant, you know, because there's just so much that's going on. I mean, it's something that you really need to check out. Hour anyway, so. Yeah, and I'm really happy that I found this that you told me about and that we were able to point this out because I've talked to other people about this after seeing it and they had like no idea what the fuck I was talking about. So, I mean, you know, this has been, I would say it's been one of the biggest sleeper pieces I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... You know? Not even just underrated, it's under the radar. Because I feel like the people who have seen it ra- have rated it a- approximately, you know. Uh, sure. Oh, my uh, mouse just died. <laughs> oh. oh, well, but uh, yeah, so the, um, yeah, that's all I pretty much have for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know what I mean? Like, this cast, like, you know what I mean? Like, we want to go further, but the only way you can go further would be to get into mass speculation. Because the theory that seems like the most plausible to me is that it is some sort of, like, experiment slash hybrid scenario 
But the thing that killed me at the very end, and this is just how I'll leave things, is that one of them, it's Jim's wife, Tabitha, she does make it out. Um, she has a vision of the boy pushing her through a window where it looks like she's going to fall to her death. But instead, she just wakes up back in the hotel room, or hotel room, a hospital room, and she looks out and sees she's just back in the normal world with no way to get back to her family, and there's no chance. Like, think about that. You're in this, like, what you think might be a parallel dimension. You're suddenly back in the world. Your husband's gone. Your daughter's gone. Your fucking son's gone. You can't tell anybody about because they're going to think you're batshit, and you're going to get 302'd involuntarily, Admit it to a mental hospital, and like she so, just, I just want to point out, like she didn't just like wake up in the in a hospital mm-mm. and like from a coma. Like they tell her, like, oh, you were found like in the woods. Just, yeah, like, hikers found you. Hikers found you. Yeah. So it's like so wherever like she like that's why I'm thinking it's got to be some type of like other dimension or something like that that she went through like a barrier or something, but like yeah. She and gets pushed like, out of a window that like takes her through some in this dimension thing. I feel like the whoever is controlling it because I do think people are controlling it. Um, that they let only certain people in, like they choose who ends up. Yeah, in you, don't, no, it, you don't. It's not end up clear there. yet. You're not just randomly ended up there. You're chosen to get it. Uh, yeah. That town. Yeah. So, at least, at least we believe that yeah. at this point, we don't know a hundred percent. Like Maybe. I said, you have to, you have to check out the main thing that I'm the most excited about is that I found this yeah. thanks to you because you know, what a great idea, totally original concept, even if it is sort of modeled off of lost. I thought it was just really excellently done. It was like, I would say that like, I could see this like being on like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know about the Academy, but I could see it being in something for like biggest sleeper film or best original idea or, you know, something like that. Like, I mean, I thought it was really, really excellent. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be very upset if we get chipped out of season three. Yeah, I feel like if this ended up was on like Netflix or even uh, like Max or something like that, I think it would have gotten a, a bigger viewership. But uh, yeah, it's definitely very underrated. Uh, I, I was gonna mention the ratings earlier. It was seven point seven on IMDb, so it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of weak sauce, but I mean, it's still respectable. I mean, I, I would say I would rate this at least eight um, yeah. in, in my personal, but like, um, you know, some people just aren't in to the horror genre, and hey, that's fine, but I mean... I thought this was very high quality horror. That's my opinion. And I guess what I'm really interested in seeing is how Jim's wife is going to perform back out in the normal world and knowing that her, you know, husband and son and daughter are, you know, just out and about that she may never see again. 
Yeah, that's I mean, really frequently think the next season, and we can speculate it on all we want. Because yeah, we don't really know, but I do think yeah. it's going to be a big part of her trying to get back to the town. Um, oh yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, or maybe finding other people who uh, are involved or something. I don't know. There's going to be we're going to get some real world shit mixed with the town shit next season. That's for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah I agree but, with uh, that. That's all I got. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, and if you're still listening, um, why? <laughs> <laughs> Good and did, question. And did we make any sense at all? Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Hey, like we, but we, I mean, we said, I think three, I'm saying it like for probably like the fourth time, this is a very hard to prop your properly describe and articulate exactly what's going on yeah i I, I almost feel like i don't know if this is more or or more difficult or about the same as trying to explain the dark series and that and that confusing mess of a podcast i think dark is like a lot hard to explain i think (laughs) that this i think that this is like actually an easy show to explain but it becomes significantly harder as time moves on when you start learning about more and more things it just kind of makes you want to go crazy and uh you know at least if you're in the show crazy if you're not it's great television at least in the uh, dark uh by the end of the third season everything was explained so it was easier to talk about yeah yeah. this there's it's harder to talk about because nothing's been explained or like at least they haven't really given us like enough hints and where everything we are going to talk about is just going to be pure speculation. They can still go yeah. in any direction they want. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really open. Then, but... What you think, uh, hit us up in the Facebook yeah. group. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, all opinions are welcome. I'm very, I'm very interested. And what do you guys think Tabitha's going to do? I mean, yeah. she's got like probably the biggest dilemma, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Are, are and you um, are you not watching it? <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm signing off, and uh, we will uh, talk to you guys in the not too distant future. Got a bunch of shit coming up, so cheers. Peace.